You are listening to the Today I Found Out podcast, where each weekday we provide an interesting story that is going to feed your brain. You can read more great articles like this by going to todayifoundout.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 213 of the Daily Knowledge Podcast. And in the episode today, you're going to learn about one of the greatest scientists of the 20th century who you've probably never heard of. You're going to learn why he was famous and what exactly he discovered. And in the bonus fact section today, you're going to learn a bit more about this scientist as well as some of the peers that he was working with. There's a perception that religion and science go together about as well as mayonnaise and marshmallows. In some instances, this is perhaps true, but on a typically warm Southern California January in 1933 at the California Institute of Technology in Pasadena, California, the same place and time that Jack Parsons of rocket science fame was doing his experiments, religion and science proved that these two ideals didn't have to be enemies. On that day, some of the greatest science luminaries of the time from around the world, Edwin Hubble and Albert Einstein, to name two, gathered to hear a series of lectures. But it was one man and one lecture that caused Albert Einstein to declare, This is the most beautiful and satisfactory explanation of creation to which I have ever listened. It is well known that on the eve of the Third Reich's rise, Einstein left his homeland of Germany for the United States. But few knew that travelling with him was Belgium Catholic priest Georges Lemaitre, a man that Einstein greatly respected. Georges Lemaitre was a religious man, but also a great scientist himself, a cosmologist, in fact. He studied the universe and, most notably, its beginnings. His research, beliefs, and conclusions greatly influenced the way we understand our very existence today. Born in 1894 in Chalois, Belgium, Georges took an early interest in figuring out how things around him worked. He began his studies in civil engineering at the Catholic University of Leuven, the largest French-speaking university in Belgium. He took a break from his studies to serve in the Belgium army as an officer during World War I. He performed admirably, and at the end of the war, he received a Belgian War Cross, an award for bravery on the battlefield. He then returned to the university and earned degrees in mathematics and philosophy. Ever since Georges was a young boy, he embraced religion and understood the relation it could have with science. He emulated his former teacher, Cardinal Dessier Mercier, who had progressive beliefs on philosophy and cosmology. So, instead of entering a life of academia, he entered the priesthood. On September 23, 1923, Lemaitre was ordained as a priest by his spiritual teacher, Cardinal Mercier. During his spare time, now Father Lemaitre continued his scientific studies, especially on the theories of general and special relativity. Cardinal Mercier, recognizing Lemaitre's talents, allowed him to go study at the prestigious Harvard Observatory. During this time, Lemaitre earned a PhD in physics from MIT. Lemaitre's considerable and varied studies allowed him to cross paths with other noted astronomers and cosmologists of the day, including George Hale, discoverer of solar vortices and magnetic sunspots, and Vesto Slipher, galactic redshifts and oversaw the discovery of Pluto, which had a great influence on his later findings. It was at this time that Lemaitre came up with a profound theory that still impacts our study of the universe today. In 1927, he published his article, A Homogeneous Universe of Constant Mass and Increasing Radius Accounting for the Radial Velocity of Extragalactic Nebulae. In it, he proposed and described his theory of an expanding universe. Using Einstein's theory of relativity as a guide, Lemaitre speculated that space is constantly expanding and, therefore, the distance between galaxies is also increasing. Later, Hubble would demonstrate the same thing, and even to this day is generally given credit for coming up with the idea. Further, Lemaitre discovered what has since become known as Hubble's Law, a rate of expansion related to the galaxy's distance from Earth. 
Lemaitre also derived what is now known as Hubble's constant. In both of these instances, he did this before Hubble published his work concerning these same revolutionary ideas. Hubble's real contribution in this case was to provide the observational basis for Lemaitre's mostly mathematical-based theory. Unfortunately for Lemaitre, his Nobel Prize-worthy paper, though at the time astronomers couldn't win Nobel Prizes for their work in astronomy as it wasn't yet considered part of physics, had little impact on the scientific community due to it being published in a journal hardly read outside of Belgium. But one man in particular read it, Albert Einstein. Lemaitre and Einstein met for the first time in 1927 at the famed Fifth Solvay Conference in Brussels. Impressed with Lemaitre's findings, but not swayed, he told him, your calculations are correct, but your physics are abominable. Essentially, Einstein thought Lemaitre's math was correct, but what the math seemed to show was not. In 1931, wishing to make his theories more widely read, Lemaitre sent his article to Arthur Eddington, a British astrophysicist and someone who wanted to make scientific theories accessible to everyone. He was the one who announced and helped explain to the English-speaking world Einstein's theory of relativity when he was still a German-based scientist. Eddington translated Lemaitre's work and had it published in the Monthly Notices of the Royal Astronomical Society, a peer-reviewed journal still in existence today. After this publishing, it became apparent to both skeptics and Lemaitre himself that there was something missing from his theory. The universe is continuously expanding, but when and how did this expansion begin? This left Lemaitre perplexed. But, like a good scientist and philosopher, he kept questioning. Only a few months later, using Eddington's 1931 talk about the end of the universe, entitled On the End of the World from the Standpoint of Mathematical Physics as a Guide, Lemaitre came up with another groundbreaking theory. In a May 9, 1931 letter to Nature Journal, also still published today and has been since 1869, Lemaitre wrote, if the world has begun with a single quantum, the notions of space and time would altogether fail to have any meaning at the beginning. They would only begin to have a sensible meaning when the original quantum had been divided into a sufficient number of quanta. If this suggestion is correct, the beginning of the world happened a little before the beginning of space and time. This would be coined later in a collection of essays in 1950 by Lemaitre as the primeval atom, where he would also refer to the beginning as a now without yesterday, or mistranslated and more popularly known as the day without yesterday. This was the foundation of what would become known as the Big Bang Theory, after several scientists would add to Lemaitre's theory. Many skeptics of the time did not agree with this origin theory. They believed that Lemaitre's religious backgrounds clouded his scientific process. Essentially, what Lemaitre was claiming, according to critics, was that something somehow had to have created the primeval atom, leaving open the possibility of a greater being. In fact, Pope Pius XII proclaimed in 1952 that the Big Bang Theory affirmed the notion of a transcendental creator and therefore was in harmony with Catholic dogma. As for Lemaitre, he did not appreciate the Pope's assessment and argued vehemently with him over the issue, trying to get the Pope to stop using his work as an argument for creationism, preferring that his work stands on its own or not, without allowing religious ideas to cloud people's perception of it. Ironically, given Lemaitre's math and theories were generally sound given the state of scientific knowledge of the day, in many of these cases it was the dissenting scientists allowing their own biases to influence their perception of Lemaitre's work. Despite the conflict, Lemaitre detailed all of these theories to an awe-inspired audience in 1933 at the aforementioned conference in Pasadena, California. 
When he was finished and Einstein proclaimed his now-famous quote, New York Times writer Duncan Aikman, who was covering the conference, took a picture of the two scientists working with the caption, They have a profound respect and admiration for each other. In the same article, Eichmann continued, There is no conflict between religion and science, Lemaitre has been telling audiences over and over again in this country. His view is interesting and important, not because he is a Catholic priest, not because he is one of the leading mathematical physicists of our time, but because he is both. And now for today's bonus facts. Besides noting that the universe was expanding, Lemaitre also theorized that the universe was expanding at an ever-accelerating rate. It would be another six decades or so before this would be proven observationally, thanks to the Hubble telescope and a supernova. Bonus fact 2. In later life, Lemaitre devoted a considerable amount of his time to computers and the emerging field of computer science, including significant work with fast Fourier transforms and computer languages. Bonus fact 3. When Eddington translated Lemaitre's paper into English from French in 1931, there were actually two pages missing from the original. The pages that were missing were the ones that dealt with the Hubble constant, hence the reason why many people associate this finding with Edwin Hubble himself. The reason this segment was not in the English translation is unknown. Bonus fact 4. The fifth Solvay conference in Brussels was designed for the world's most notable physicists to come and discuss the newly conceptualized quantum theory. In attendance at this conference were 29 people, 17 of whom either had won or would go on to win a Nobel Prize. Also, there was Marie Curie, world-renowned chemist and physicist who pioneered research on radioactivity. She was not only the first woman to win a Nobel Prize, but first person ever to win the prize in multiple fields of scientific study. She also had two duels fought over her, which you can hear about in episode 170 of this podcast, titled Marie Curie, An Affair, and The Duels That Followed. You just listened to an episode of the Today I Found Out daily podcast. Tune in every weekday for another great episode, or find more articles at todayifoundout.com.